Hello and welcome back to another installment of the Knockout Show podcast from the Comics Pals. Ding ding. Uh, where we tackle the newest books coming out of TKO Studios, uh, one of the newest publishers, comic book publishers out there. Uh, this is their second wave of books. We recently did Sentient by Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Walta, so go check that out. It should be out now. Um, and this time around, we're going to be tackling The Banks by Roxanne Gay, Ming Doyle, and Jordi Belair with a letter Ariana Maher and Sebastian Geiner as the editor. Shout out to editors because they do good work. Gurner? Sebastian Gurner? Uh, this is the second installment of our series of the, as I said, the second wave, which is comprised of four books. So uh, after this is Pound for Pound and then Eve of Extinction. Extinction? Extinction. Extinction. Extinction, sorry. Um, and before we jump into our spoiler-free review. Who are you? Oh, I'm Marco. Who am I? Kale of Not the Comics Tiles. Ah. And welcome. This is a Comics Pals production. I said that at the top. You didn't say this is a Comics Pals production. And I think... You know what? I think that's a crime, and we should start saying that from from here on out. I like that. <laughs> as mentioned before, we get into our spoiler free section. Uh, just to let you guys know where else you can find us, as well as the rest of our content, we do do a weekly co- comic book podcast that drops every Monday. The Comics Pals, uh, where Kale and I are part of, along with our pals Phil, Pete, and Sean. Uh, we also do a monthly book club. Our most recent one, depending on when t- this comes out, is going to be Secret Wars. Secret Wars would be the most recent one to have come out. And then next month's is still a secret, I think. But at any rate, stay tuned. The last Tuesday of every month, we drop a new book club. Um, And then, as mentioned already, go check out our previous review of the TKA Studios um, book, Sentient. And we also do a Watchmen podcast called We Watched Watchmen, where, as one might guess, we watch Watchmen. Pretty self-explanatory, if you ask me. Yeah, I think so. Didn't Tyler really follow us at the Comics Pals on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then send us an email, thecomicspals at gmail.com, because we definitely want to hear what you guys think about these books. Uh, from our first review, Sentient, uh, a phenomenal book. Go definitely check out that that review because uh, we really dig into it, and there's just so much to that book. Yep, yep. Speaking of another book that there's so much of, the Banks. So, spoiler-free, Kale. What did you think? <sighs> okay, spoiler-free. I the narrative of the banks, I really enjoyed. Yeah, on its face, the overall plot, the high story. Yes, it's a high story. Uh, it's a a generational family high story, uh, and it the plot itself is very very good. The art. Oh yeah. I got it. I wasn't cra- I wasn't crazy about the art here. I feel I feel like I've seen better Ming Doyle. Oh, okay. Okay. Um for me, I think what really what really kept me from liking this book a lot was the dialogue. I think a lot of the dialogue was kind of a slog to get through. It was very, it felt very flat 
all the characters kind of sounded the same. Okay. Okay. Um, but I I really enjoyed the story. Yeah, uh, I'm I, I'm there alongside you. the The story was was a lot of fun. I think it was a, a good a good concept and a good way to, as you mentioned, to use multi generational characters. That was that was fun. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I agree with you on the writing. Um, it felt a little choppy at points. There are points where you definitely was a lot slower and you had to uh, maybe, I felt there were some pacing issues that we'll probably talk it, talk about. Um, and from the art perspective, I mean, Ming Doyle, I, I really like her inks. I've, I, I've known her, I think when she, when she was doing inks on uh i forget where i know i i know her also from hellblazer she was doing she did a con- writing for constantine yeah back in like 2015 i think i think for i think for the rebirth line yeah or yeah. dcu one of the two something like that um so yeah so i, I mean I, i'm definitely familiar with her work uh and uh, i don't know I, I i think what she did was, was was pretty good um i think it was a different style maybe because I feel like Ming is a bit more of like a, a looser, scratchy artist. Um, and she's done some more horror stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think this was, I think this was good. It felt a little static, at some points, but I do think it was, it was good. It was good art overall. Um, what do you know about Roxanne Gay, the writer? Uh, not a ton. She yeah, has she has worked in comics a bit. She she did um, Black Panther and the Crew, I think, for Marvel. Didn't that win an Eisner? I believe it did. I believe it did. Uh, as I recall, uh, our friends who looked at that book weren't crazy about the beginning of it, but as the as the book went on, it got better. Um, I have seen uh, here and there that she she is doing more in comics. Yeah, same. Um, which I, I think is, I always think that's great. Um, but I I think I primarily know her as a, a novelist, and I, I unfortunately I I'm not super familiar with her prose work. Yes, yeah, she has. Um, I'm looking up right now some of her fiction work: "An Untamed State," "Difficult Women," and some nonfiction. Um, a, a memoir called "Hunger," and then "Bad Feminist." So, oh, interesting. So, so, so yeah, I, I think she's she's in the public primarily known as a novelist. But um, for those of you who follow comics, I think she's she's definitely been a name that's been cropping up a lot more. Yeah. Um, so, and, I, on a similar tra- trajectory with uh, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates when he yeah, started on yeah. uh, Black Panther, but I think I think she's done more to stay within the realm of comics. Like he's he still sort of bounces in and out. I feel like I, I, I yeah I, I don't know what the next like I, I I don't even know what the next Ta-Nehisi Coates comic is. You know, but Roxanne Gay I, I know she's been pumping a bunch of stuff out. So and like this is obviously her most recent work yeah so um but yeah so, so as, as mentioned the story revolves around uh and, and now we're gonna get into uh we will spoilers uh spoilers unless kelly had anything else to add nope let's do it cool so yeah so if you guys want to hop out now 
Uh, we're going to get into the rest of this book. Um, but again, you know, let us know what you think. Come back to it after you finish it. Let us know your thoughts because we definitely want to hear what you guys think about TKO, um, the books that they put out, and especially this one because this one I think uh, is going to be an interesting conversation. So jumping into it, as you mentioned, this is a high story and we open up uh, issue one with a robbery and uh, specifically our... Uh, our character Clara in 1972 they're robbing a home you know doing their typical thing where they are they are thieves by day as they are thieves by night uh and she's there with her I think they're married at this point husband Melvin who um uh, we find out later was the one who was originally a thief she sort of finds out and has an, an affinity for it uh, and starts to join him on some jobs. Uh, we're in the same issue. We're introduced just a couple pages later to the their granddaughter, which we find out, um, Celia, who is an investment banker, a thief of another kind, <laughs> capitalist, <laughs> capitalist pig. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I mean, just off the bat, how did you feel about sort of where the the story started and and the direction it was going? I I liked the the beginning where we see um, Clara and uh, what was it Melvin Melvin yeah I, I like that I liked I like where it sets us up in the middle of a job and then after the uh, the Celia stuff in in the future it takes us back to where clara is setting up her life and where she and melvin meet that stuff was a lot more interesting and and i think even uh even more well developed for me the um, the the stuff in the 60s yeah flashbacks and all that yeah yeah yeah. for me that stuff was a bit a bit more well developed like melvin and clara are the characters that I think I think we spend time with getting to know them, so I care about them. Um, but as we sort of progress through the story, the focus kind of goes from Clara to her granddaughter Celia, and then it becomes sort of the family overall. And it just yeah. kind of loses me. Yeah, I was I was gonna bring that up because I I thought that some of the flashbacks were more interesting than some of what was going on in the present. I I, I definitely found that to be um, not frustrating because you know it was obviously adding to to the story, but f- for it to be oops for it to be a story about this heist and and what's going on, you know the the stuff. I wasn't as interested to to learn all the the details as I was to to be more informed about you know the the relationships and like the past and how it all ties together. Um, yeah, for me, I I while I do feel like this this story is fairly small in scope, you know the character, you know the 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 story follows a grandmother, her daughter, and her granddaughter. 
and sort of following in the grandfather's footsteps or whatever. It's sort of... I, I wish that focus was even more narrowed to just the grandmother. Like, I, I sort of wish this story just focused on Melvin and Clara in the 60s. Because I, I think that's where the real character development was. To, to jump into the plot, because uh, like outside of it being, you know, introducing us to the characters, what the the first issue shows us is essentially this robbery gone gone wrong between Melvin and Clara. You know, they were they were getting greedy. They went for a bit more uh, than they should have in terms of how much time they were wasting to open up a safe. And in order to let Clara go free, um, Melvin gives himself up to the police. So this is the first instance where we see that, you know, he's been jailed and, and her life sort of continues on. Um, and then... And not, sorry, not only does her life continue on, she continues on sort of in the business. Right, right. The, the business of robbing people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sila's at this party where they're celebrating the, the new account uh, or the new guy getting promoted and she hears about this dude dirk johnson who has buco money because he has 300 million dollars in bitcoin and a stash of gold bullion that she decides we gotta steal now my question to you is was this motivation for you it made sense um but i guess i guess that the the problem i had at that point was i wasn't a hundred percent positive as to the relationships yet between uh between celia clara and and celia's mother because the the flashbacks go from uh, melvin getting put in jail uh where he's talking with clara and their daughter this daughter is celia's mother right right but up to that point like it's not super and maybe it's not supposed to no it is supposed to be because celia's mother tries to call her when we first when we first see them right the mom calls i yeah. mean and, and this is one of the issues that i had and what, what i mentioned about pacing right it's like it jumps a lot there's uh, some scene transitions that feel a little a little weird um that maybe confuses this visually and maybe this this is to, to your point on like this isn't maybe Bing's best work uh from a, a visual narrative perspective being able to tie all these pieces together yeah yeah i think i think i think one of the the issues here is that ming's pencils and the and the inks don't always don't always look entirely consistent here and it can it can it's not always this way but it can be kind of hard to tell that these three women are related because even even later on when we meet um what's her name detective vasquez 
Oh, Juanita Vasquez, yep. She even kind of looks like Celia. Yeah, I got a little confused as to like when, when she was introduced. Um Yes, I, I agree with that. So yeah, I um there there is that. But then there's also the the strained relationship here between the three main characters the three women mm-hmm. it was very it was kind of taxing to read the bickering yeah yeah, yeah. um and especially especially first thing you know she she calls celia at the office and and celia does answer but it's um they they all come across as very cold to each other while expecting intimacy the opposite yeah intimacy and it 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 doesn't work so to to, i guess to answer your question did this seem like good enough motivation i guess i guess you know when you put it in the context of this is the uh a, a woman who is who comes from a family of thieves and you know robbers or whatever that her first reaction is well i didn't get what i want so let's fucking steal from these assholes i mean uh, it's not terrible yeah yeah and like like for me i i didn't think like for me it felt like a spur of the moment thing where she was frustrated because she hadn't gotten this promotion she felt like she was not being put up to task um and she comes from this family from this family of thieves who maybe she realizes she can't get away from because that's who she is on the inside and she's sort of fighting with that. Um, so when she decides that, hey, I'm, we're going to do this, she's trying to l- maybe live up to that legacy. But at the same, in a way, in order to do something that to her, maybe she wasn't treated fairly. It felt like, like, an, like an impulse response sort of. Yeah. When, when she goes, oh, this is how much money you have. We should steal that. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think the. I agree with you, especially especially later on. Um, but I think especially, I think in the first bits, I think the we could have used more focus on Celia and her her sort of desire to play in that world or or even the conflict right uh but but like the only thing we really get is when she's speaking to her mother and it's not really clear there Mm -hmm. and and continuing on with that with the story like like to that continuing on with the story like in issue two so after issue one right she they decide okay we're gonna go steal this money from this person like we need more information um she presents this idea to, to the to the grandmother and to the mom who as you mentioned they have tension there's a lot of uh un, unresolved conflict there and the, the grandmother and the granddaughter oh the, the grandmother and granddaughter specifically yes yeah Cause, celia cause the, the, and clara yeah because uh cora the mom tries to keep the peace between them oh is that her name didn't yeah get, cora didn't get that either um, so in issue two, they're digging into the job a little bit more. We find out who um, 
we basically find out why Melvin is no longer in the picture in the picture uh one would assume so so they they they, they drop a couple hints and like progressively you start to realize more and more like why he really isn't there but right now it's assumed that he does this one last job coming back from prison um it's always after the, one last job yeah he he has to transport cocaine for this one guy um victor elenko he gets arrested and he gets put into jail for for transport so from here that's where they're sort of left left alone to their own devices i think that was in 2007 so celia is young enough is old enough to remember it um and this starts to give you a little bit more background into like why they uh why they they are the way they are it's a means of survival the the stealing is a means to an end and that end is just making it through the end of the day yeah yeah uh, and they they never go for what they never go for more than what feels safe to get yeah and the times that they have are the times that they get caught and things get hairy mm-hmm and it's always to ensure it's funny because it's always to ensure that uh celia would would never get into that line of work it's to make sure it's it's a preventative measure you, you know? know it always is right right <laughs> um but this is where we find out that in issue two um that Mencken is actually making in dealings with victor Lenko. so now this goes from becoming a Mencken being uh, an alias for Dirk Johnson. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, Dirk Johnson, not his real name. Turns out he uh, it's an alias for this uber rich, whatever, scared of being in the public light guy. So, uh, yeah, Mencken. And Mencken is also the account, uh, the aforementioned account that was the new guy was recently promoted to. So uh, so then we find out that he has business dealings with this Elenco guy. And this, uh, the grandmother decides that okay, this is this is personal now. We're, we're stealing from this person because this person stole from us in whatever way. Mm. Uh, and then issue three, we get into a bit more of the relationship that starts to build between Celia and Mencken, specifically one that he wants to make uh, sexy and steamy, but she wants to keep it very you know business cash um what did you think about his character Mencken I thought he was slimy yeah slimy very arrogant yeah it worked I I was fine I don't know what um what is it uh water uh water fixtures water um what what does she have him? oh right because because he's trying he he's trying to cash out the bullion and make it and make it into and invest it into something yes and water futures like, yeah water futures so what, she decides what what is the future of water <laughs> she decides to do that so that way it's an intermediary where they can steal the 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 value that would be applied to the futures from the bullion so they can make their money yeah all the while mind you in the very very background of all this is a detective detective vasquez 
mm-hmm. just sort of creeping around because she knows that they're up to something. There is there is a group that is robbing, but she doesn't know who it is. And then she connects it to a bar. Well, because because uh, she knows that they they fence stuff, so she's trying to the see the bar like, fence fences. The bar, the bar, yeah, the bar's a fence. They 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 right. fence whatever stolen goods. Okay, and so basically, her her <laughs> her lead is basically, oh, who are these ladies? I've never never seen these ladies before. I've seen them coming in and out of this bar. I don't. Well, she no, I think she does, she recognizes them as like oh. Uh, these are like the some of the bank's family, right? Like this person looks like this person, no? Eventually, yes. Okay. But her her first her first notice of them is, oh, these women are coming out of a bar. Hmm, suspicious. Right? Or like I've seen them around. Yeah. I I thought her character was very flat. Um, Vasquez, like there was there was so much more I thought they could have done with her that was she was just kind of there. She was there and as like a, not a disagree machina, kind of. But she, she's just there to clean a up bit. the mess. Yeah, a bit, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, What, what did you think? Same, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really felt like the parts with Vasquez were more of a nuisance than actually adding anything to the story. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if they had worked with her earlier, it might have made sense. There would have been, you know, an interesting, an interesting conflict there between doing what's right and stealing and whatnot. Yeah, I think that she could have been better utilized. And and yes, some of her scenes were a little unnecessary, maybe uh, necessary to 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 inform why she's there. Yeah, necessary toward the ending, but I mean, they don't give us anything past that, right? She is, she is very much a means to an end. Yeah. Um, and uh, so in, in issue three, again, as as this Celia and making get closer, you know, Clay starts to get upset. So you start getting a little bit of that interpersonal drama between, uh, I mean, not Clay, sorry, between Winston and um, and Celia. Sexy vampire guy. <laughs> Do, uh, what did what do you think about the their relationship? Because um, I read this with Mariana. And she she was into their relationship. She you know she genuinely felt bad for this person and and the the story overall. Like like how how he he's not being looped in. What did you think about the the woes of this? I could see that, um, and I could see genuinely feeling bad. Like I I think Roxanne Gay gives you just enough. Mm-hmm to sort of feel bad for him but mostly the character kind of it seems like he just kind of comes around and whines yeah yeah like he i know you're up to something why won't you tell me what it is i've got eyeliner on and i'm a sexy vampire (laughs) (laughs) please tell me what's going on celia there's that one scene where uh, I think it's after they make up or something, but um, where he's trying to like get more information, and then she's just like, "Oh, uh, wait, but what about uh, what if we what if we do it do the uh, the little nasty here right now?" How, he's like, "Oh, oh, 
how about you forget what I'm working on and focus on me for a while? Yeah, yeah, there it is. And he's like, oh, th- that I can do. And this this <laughs> this book is full of those little those little moments. Well, Ugh, I mean, but, crime but, turns me on. I, I, so what? You're gonna say that? You're gonna say that that just hasn't turned a conversation like that? No, look, crime turns me on too. <laughs> I've uh, I've I've many a time been been convinced otherwise. You're about to make partner. You can take a night off, and get on, me. Hey hey, that was sexy. Uh, I. It's like cutesy wordplay. It's, but it it doesn't read well. Fine, fine. I'll give you that. It's like. Reading it's clunky. Reading it's clunky, like and and like a lot of the characters here have these flat one-liners, when 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 stuff could be left alone. Like I I just breeze flipping through. I just breeze past um, uh, Vasquez with her partner, and her partner says, "You're like a dog with meat on a bone," and she says, "Woof woof, baby." Oh yeah, and that was so hard to read <laughs> like it's it, it's it's unnecessary like those scenes with her are just unnecessary sometimes and that's an example of one it just doesn't yeah it just doesn't work well for me but basically uh what what ends up happening you know um three and four is just more of celia getting more information bonding with um quote-unquote bonding with uh, Mencken figuring out what to do with the money, where to to shift everything, mm-hmm. and sort of um, and sort of learning the we sort of see the uh, the 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 women in this family practice. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they need to teach Celia, but but at the same time, they also a lot of this stuff seems super new, so mm-hmm. they also need to uh, figure out how it all works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially with the the grandma coming from a different generation, and yeah, exactly. Her not Celia not knowing shit. Uh, and then issue five, they go for it. They go for the heist, but um, even with all their preparation, the money's been moved. The bullion is elsewhere. So what to do? Uh, so Celia ends up hacking his phone in the process of the transfer. Have sex about it, I guess. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, but but yeah, she ends up like stealing the money in the process of the transfer after they find out that it's all been moved. Um, where that's when that's when she goes. Okay, okay. Well, let, that's when we're doing the water futures. Because it's the most precious substance on earth. No one can have your tent. No one can have survive without it. Then that piques his interest. Um, and she makes the, the the transfers. He thinks it's uh, he thinks it's going one way, and it looks like he's trying to like rape her, or like at least assault her. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. It. Uh... Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it didn't come off great, right? Right. Uh, 
Oh, uh, I, I did notice an error an error on the pages. Um, the when when Mankin comes in issue five, it's eleven fifteen p.m. But the next page has him at twelve ten p.m. Uh, I I assume that was her convincing him. That was the time she spent convincing him. To... Oh, through the through the night. Yeah, through the morning. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. 12 10, oh it's 12 10 p.m as in as in midnight. afternoon afternoon but it's well, supposed to be a.m supposed to be midnight oh yeah right, wow. right. um well so in this scene she uh, he gets on top of her and then winston comes in but he just kind of gets upset about it making sees that all right this is an awkward position i'm going to bounce from here because they're going to work something out and then uh winston leaves so now she's uh, she's upset she confronts mankin face to face uh at a club later that night and that's where she comes across elenko and it turns out that elenko is like i guess the the boss or at least somebody he it turns out mankin's sort of an underling to some extent and yeah. he introduces Alenko to Celia. And then Alenko tries to have his way with her. Right. And eventually, this leads up to issue six, where we learn that Alenko uh, killed Melvin Banks uh, because he, he didn't, he wasn't able to go through with the job. He got busted. Um, and so that's why we're, we're, able to connect that that's the reason clara wants to finish this job and um and and then we're led to alenko kidnapping celia and uh there's a standoff and then it's over like <laughs> yeah uh what did the the end kind of like it was it was good. I think it made sense, but it felt very not as climactic. Um and again, uh, at the, at the top you sort of mentioned this was like more smaller potatoes in terms of storytelling, you know, but but still it, it didn't feel like the the what is it? The suspense wasn't there for me by the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then Velasquez comes in, or sorry, Vasquez comes in, and uh, they they and bust them because Cora and Clara convinced her that you know as much as we're stealing this money, you know there's a bigger rink that you could be going after and and, and another man that you could be putting away, and justice justice should be served upon them rather than the banks. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh, yeah clara tells vasquez that um the only story that matters is you have a bad man in custody where there's smoke there's fire and if you're as good as a detective as i think you as you think you are you'll find those flames Mm -hmm. but she's clearly not that good of a detective (laughs) right like but but, i mean we don't know that we we're not showing anything you know like we're not that's fair uh, for all we know she could uh she could be up for chief yeah 
she she might even be trying to get her detective badge oh yeah that's a good point i don't know yeah yeah there's nothing there vasquez just nothing nothing to her uh and then the i mean and then then the book ends you know they 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 free they free uh celia um she does one of those one-liners it took you long enough and uh it the story continues where Celia, Clara, and Cora are continuing to to steal from Elenco across the world, all his different bank locations, wherever he has money and assets, and they end up in Paris, uh, one happy family. Yep. It was a little anticlimactic, I think. How did um? How did Cora? the character of Cora, how did she sit with you i think she was fine i mean she was uh i think of the of all of them maybe not the least defined but her backstory was sort of just touched upon and you just kind of get more of the the mom interactions and and her feelings about how her her grandma and how or how her mom and how her daughter are, are sort of interacting. Yeah. Um. Uh, she was fine. You know, I, I I liked her. No, no negative thoughts. I think. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is I don't have any negative thoughts, but I don't really have any positive ones either. Yeah. Cool for representation, I guess. But oh yeah, so she's gay. Yeah. Uh, we her, see her. her we see her. OBGYN, Mama Addie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cora's wife uh yeah uh we see her a couple of times through the um uh, the story and it's fine it's mm-hmm. fine they um <laughs> the the scene in particular where uh cora straight up leaves clara and celia at the pizza place to that was re- funny. to resolve their differences you get four panels of a page you get you get a page of four panels and it's you're spoiled and ungrateful well you're mean and a crook and i'm proud of it oh all right i guess oh i guess we're not so different after all yeah there there's no they don't talk about it they just kind of go fine i'm accepting who you are that's it and that's it like (laughs) It doesn't, like, we're led to believe that there are years and years of bickering between these two, and it just, it just drops it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't maybe, know. And maybe it's because she's now, you know, in the, in the fold that she feels different, but if so, that wasn't expressed anywhere. And why does that mean the grandmother is going to feel differently toward her? Sure. Yeah. I felt I really felt like their exchanges were more harsh than they were um portrayed to be. I think they were more harsh than they needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It like they didn't serve anything. Yeah, especially towards the end cuz it wasn't like, "Oh, 
addressing issues it was just we've resolved this yeah like it made sense if if you know like oh uh, back when i was because because there are scenes where she finds out that you know that they are thieves um and and she she doesn't feel comfortable with that and and it doesn't sit well with celia oh and And, (laughs) that scene to me was like girlfriend you are overreacting (laughs) to being a thief uh let me see if i can find it to the the level that she reacts yeah i didn't think it was worth it at all i didn't think it was worth that especially the way ever literally everyone else in the story reacts it just didn't it seemed like it was too much uh, we'll talk about it on the uh when we, when we grade it but i mean that's where i leave it with the with the writing it's just sort of it, it it definitely works. It serves its its purpose to 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 tell the story, um, but the characters and vehicles maybe fall a little flat. So uh, so the art. I mean, Ming Duo. You mentioned it earlier. This isn't her best work. What do what do you think? What, what are you thinking when when you see what she's done? Uh, her work here. Yeah, like I said, I've I've seen better Ming Doyle. Um, some of the some of the faces and stuff especially especially on vasquez i don't know why it's specifically on vasquez but it just like it borders on unflattering i don't i don't know i, I was hotter on the art specifically on that page where uh vasquez catches the women coming out of the out of the bar just like it doesn't it's just not great yeah but then some of some of the other facial work just sometimes feels inconsistent it sometimes it feels like a a bit of a rush job i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree please yeah please push back i mean i were you on the alex and ada book club okay um that that series had very static art, mm. um, but it served the purpose of the story. Mm-hmm. I think, I think this this book and her art was a little more static than what I'm used to in seeing for for Ming. Um, but I I still think she did she did a good job. Uh, the panels are pretty straightforward. My my only issue was uh, again like being able to visually represent some of the stuff like in the in the first issue a lot of. A lot of what was going on from a narrative perspective was kind of all over the place, um, like the the meeting where we we find out where again she she isn't named the new VP, um, and then some of the transition stuff where you go back in time, like as much as you do go back in time, uh, the the characters and the time period doesn't always feel like it's being captured. Sometimes it still looks like it's present day. Um, but I mean, outside of that, I think it, I think it works. I, I think, I think it, it, it definitely does the job. Um, and, uh, I'm not going to say that it's bad, but it's not anything that was striking to me. Hmm. I definitely did think it was good for what it needed to do. Sure. Sure. 
Uh, and then Jordi Beller on colors. I mean, she crushes she crushes it as, as always. Uh, setting up moods. I think here she didn't have as much of a like a palette. It was very sort of businessy. So yeah. a lot of like grays and blues and yellows. Um, but when she does get into like the the more wild colors, it's like uh, at the party scenes, which is a lot of fun. But otherwise, they're very just you know um, cityscape colors. Yeah, yeah. Financial institution crime. Lighting. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, that's where I'm at with Ming, at least. Cool. Uh, any any other thoughts before we we go into the recommendation and review or numbered? Uh, not for me. No. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, would you recommend this book? And what would you rate it? I think what I'll say is this wouldn't be the first one I would recommend. Okay. Um, it's a it's it's a good heist book. The narr- as I said at the top, the the narrative is strong. Um, and the 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 actual plot um, does work really well, though the pacing can make the pacing and the dialogue can make it quite a slog. Mm. Um, and yeah, for me, as I said, for me, the art doesn't always hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that you know that. It that didn't really hamper my experience necessarily, but it didn't add to it either. It. Yeah. So, I I sort of wonder I I, I sort of wonder what a Roxanne Gay uh, script looks like. Mm. Um, I wonder if she is sort of uh, very hard lined about what she wants to see in the in the panel because of her 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 novelist background like she's more descriptive yeah and it maybe i i wonder if it maybe just maybe it threw some of the the stuff that Ming was able to do uh Hmm. with the art you know maybe it threw her off a little bit or maybe there's i don't know there's just something for me that just doesn't connect between the plot and the art yeah yeah okay uh i definitely think that's a fair criticism uh especially considering like we've seen that in the past with uh and like you mentioned um tanasi coates like he was prescriptive on stuff and that sort of uh limited some of what you could do visually like we i think one of the scenes we always called we called out was the the big battle scenes they didn't mesh they didn't feel full Mm. um that's a good point so uh would i recommend it it wouldn't like i said it wouldn't be the first one yeah 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 um as far as a score i think i would probably give this a six okay maybe maybe even a five five and a half oh all right uh i mean from a score point i'd give it a seven i think there was promise uh my only issue was really the pacing and some of the dialogue but uh i think the art was fine and, and, and and serviceable uh, and the again the story was you know it was a, it was a great story a great plot uh, I just think the the execution could have used some polishing honestly but but there's definitely promise there Roxanne Gay can can definitely pull out a story um, but 
I think maybe in the comics room, it just needs a little refining. Um, yeah. And as for a recommendation, I think similarly, I'd recommend other things first. If, it, if there's a high story, um, I don't know if this would sit at the top of my list necessarily, but I do think that there, I would recommend it, but there are books I would, I would have you read beforehand. But yeah, I mean, any any other closing thoughts? No, um, this doesn't. This book doesn't deter me from uh, the rest of the TKO books. I'm very excited oh, yeah. to keep going on those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I sort of, if this is, I, I want to try and be as positive about this as i can if this is the weakest link in 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 that chain oh i see yeah yeah. then we have a lot to look forward to right the promise is still there regardless yeah 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 yeah. and 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 that's where i I think i said on the book right like like it's 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 definitely there. there there there's a quality story in here it's just maybe there needs to be more polished off that's it honestly uh, so, so to to that to that end, I mean, uh, I'm definitely excited to see more from from TKO. Uh, did this put you on to either to Roxanne Gay at all? Would you be interested in any of other stuff? Uh, I think, I think I would probably look at other reviews. Okay, but not wholly. Th- this at least got me interested in her. I know, especially considering that she's an up and like, uh, to my knowledge, an up and coming writer. Um. So I think this gave me enough interest, and then Ming Doyle, you know, being the artist that she is, she she she's, she's good. She knocks it out of the park. Um, cool. So that's gonna do it for our review of The Banks by TKO Studios. Again, that's Roxane Gay, Ming Doyle, Jordi Belair, uh, Ariana Maher as the letter, and Sebastian Gurner. Say Gur. We said Gurner. 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 Uh, who is the editor? Because the editor deserves some love. Um, and a big thanks to TKO Studios again to, for, for sharing these books with us. Um, let us know how you guys like this story as well as any of our other uh, reviews on these TKO books. Again, Sentient is the most recent to have come out, so definitely go check that out. Um, and s- keep posted for all of our other content, be it book clubs, uh, the Comic Pals main show, and yeah, send us an email at thecomicspals at gmail.com or hit us via social at thecomicspals. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. And until next time, bye. This episode has been knocked out.